Welcome back to Bite Size Sports. I feel like I just saw you a long time. No see. Without further ado, we're going to spare you the long intro because we are watching Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals live on Playback TV right now. Lakers trailing nine to the Nuggets who have come out on a tear from when we ended our episode of the bounce. Wow, Porter just hit the three from the top of the key. It's already insane here. Murray decided to arrive, Trevor says, over on YouTube. Yeah, man, I took a very short break, a little, little quick bathroom break after the bounce, and boom, it's a whole new ball game. So there we go, man. I am just beside myself. I thought we were going to have a, a white-knuckle thrill ride, so to speak, of an ending here, but the Nuggets have come on. I would say that those of us on the bounce who had predicted the Lakers to win this game might not be feeling too great about it now. I think the Nuggets might be a little too strong, which game two, they, they're still, they're still going to need to do something to uh, steal or they're sorry. I, I just, the series is just going the way that it's supposed to go. They're not going to need to steal one on the road. Everybody has done uh, what they need to do. So, I, I mean, technically, they could steal. They're going to have home court advantage, so it doesn't really matter. Apologies, I misspoke. That's what happens when you uh, stream back-to-back -back like that. But let me know in the chat what you guys are thinking. Who is taking it down? I think it's going to be the Nuggets. We can go back to talking Eastern Conference Finals if you want. While we're here, we can talk NFL. We can talk the NBA Draft Lottery. We can talk about any of those things we were talking about on the bounce, and we can talk about other things as well. We can talk about uh, some of the topics they had last night on the ADP, another damn fantasy podcast. We can talk about rookie drafts. We can talk about redrafts. Whatever you guys want, I am here for it. We will very soon have a program that goes right about now, probably not Thursdays. It'll probably be Wednesdays and Fridays called Late Night Bites, where you all get to hang out with me and we watch some of the more obscure things in the world of sports, things like Bader Ball, if you know what that is, professional pillow fighting, racing lawnmowers, you know, just the stuff that is technically sport, but it's a little bit out there. But of course, we'll be covering all of our major sports as well. It's just going to be our way of providing a, a nice, fun chill environment to come talk about sports we'll talk about breaking news if it's there but it's really just going to be a place to relax have a good time let off a little steam come hang out with your friends at bite size sports on late night bites brought to you for now at least by me because uh i'll be the one curating the crazy twitter threads that we go through on late night bites so we can get started get uh working up towards that a little bit you know you guys got any uh any interesting sports that are coming up? How do you feel about slap fighting? Let me know. We can talk about all of it in the comment section. But right now, the game is back on. So I am going to unmute the stream on my end. Those of you on YouTube, there are a few of you. Welcome. Just wanted you to know we are also on Playback TV. We're watching live on Playback TV. So if you want to hang out with us there, come on. The more, the merrier. But don't worry, wherever you're watching, I'm reading all the comments. So you will be, we're all here together 
even though we're not. Let's get back to the game here. Five and a half remaining. A 12-point lead for the Nuggets. I think it's too much for the Lakers to overcome, but let's see. Not much of an offensive set here. Reeves with a step back. Ooh. Ooh. Um, it, I, I hope nobody who has like a two-hour NBA podcast just spent 20 minutes of it bad-mouthing Austin Reeves or that guy might be kind of embarrassed right now let's see we're gonna head over to youtube check out those oh wow murray murray heard what james was saying about him not being able to shoot if you recall we were saying we were if it's gonna if you're gonna be cold be cold in the first half five of 17 through three quarters now he can't miss Ooh, and there's lebron let's see what's up in chat Lakers have been dominating fourth quarters all playoffs. Not today, says Trevor. That is very acid. Wow, what are, what are the Nuggets doing there? Can't even get the ball inbounded. But, yes, that's been true. We talked about that on the last show. Uh, Trevor mentioned it, I believe, as well, that the Lakers have been great in fourth quarters. And at going into the fourth, we thought, oh, Lakers have a three-point lead. They're not going to – Nuggets are in a bad position. But the Nuggets are the ones that turned it on this time in the fourth. Justin says, really starting to think the Sixers will never get one, and the Nuggets got this one, and he says Lakers in six. Yeah, so we'll touch uh, as LeBron gets another one in there. We're down to eight. Oh, a line violation. Over Wow, an inbounding violation. Justin, I will get back to your comment. That is, But this is insane because, A, it happens – way too often in the NBA. It happens at all levels of basketball. Those of you who don't know, I am a former official. This happens a lot. Oh, wow. So that's just, he's out of bounds. That was technically, that was a different one. He was just out of bounds because I was going to call this out a little bit because you'll see this about 20 times a game. NBA players are supposed to have both feet behind the line when they pass it in. Very rarely does anyone pay any attention and care, and it often gets overlooked. Guys are actively stepping onto the court as they pass the ball in. So I was thinking, oh, wow, you never see that called. Why are they calling it here? But this one was different because the ball went live, and then he touched it. But it, it feels like something that normally gets overlooked. Uh, that one felt weird. A three-pointer by Anthony Davis gets it in. So let me know. What do you think about that call? I it's the right call. I want to be clear and say it is the right call. Um, how do you feel about it? I, that's a bummer. You know, you're standing there about to inbound the ball and it slips out of your hands, goes into play. You go to catch it. And now you're out of bounds. Whoo, that's a tough one, man. Tough one. James says Murray was not happy with my comments. Yeah, right. And the Nuggets were not happy with us thinking that the Lakers were going to have the fourth quarter all to themselves. Splash indeed, says Trev. And let's see, Justin, I'm going to move this over here and get a little bit better view here. Justin says, we got to go back to this. He says he really thinks the Sixers aren't going to win one. We're going to circle back to that. He thinks uh, the Nuggets got this game and he says Lakers in six still. Uh, I, of course, guys, am riding with the Lakers to meet the Celtics until this thing is not possible. 
So I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say, Justin, you are right. Was we are coming back from commercial here momentarily. Is that KCP? I want to hear this. Got it. Got to love it. You need that. As Van Gundy says, how many minutes did he play? Not many. You need those guys. You need those, those team guys that are there to hype everybody up. Justin, I think the Sixers might get one. I, it, it doesn't feel good right now. And it's here in a second as the game gets started. I might not get to finish this thought right away, but you have an MVP. You have assets. You have Ty, you have Maxi. You have Tyrese Maxi. Ooh, Murray almost loses it there. But I, I think there is a path for the Sixers to get right back into being one of the top three teams in the East. Maybe as soon as next year. Sloppy pass leads to a turnover. James kicks it out to Davis. Open three. Too long. Nuggets get the rebound. Wow. Wait, what? I just heard Jeff Van Gundy say that was terrific transition defense. Ooh, Murray pulls up. He did. He did a good job of stopping LeBron, but then they decided to just let Anthony Davis have a three. And they live to make that mistake tonight. But I that was a that was a bad decision right there in my opinion. Gotta guard the perimeter at this late in the game. Ooh. Blocked by Gordon and Nuggets immediately pushing it. Oh Bruce Brown with that if he had hit that three in the corner, this place would have erupted. And it's not a bad shot, but it's also not the shot you need. Great effort by Anthony Davis with the follow-up, the tip-in. Yeah, it seems like everyone wanted the foul there. Or everyone thought there was a foul, even the Nuggets. Lakers playing a nice uh, three-quarter court faux trap there. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna press you. Yeah. It might, it might lead to a costly mistake. To me, all it does is really make you more tired because now you got to backpedal further down the court for no reason. If you're going to press, press. LeBron with a great defense to deflect the pass. Oh, my God. If Jokic had hit that step back, just gross. Reminder, folks, on YouTube, I'm going to go ahead and throw the banner up. You can hang out with us on Playback Sports. Or Playback Sports. Playback.tv slash Bite Sports. There it is. I'm going to hide it for one second so I can add it into your comment section. That way you can join me if you'd like, but have no fear because I'm going to stay right here and hang out with you. It's just, I feel bad for you guys that just have nothing to look at, but my face. So, you know, figured I'd help out as best as I could and let you know that you can watch this on playback where you'll see all game and you just have a little corner of me, you know, Ain't nearly as bad. Ooh, LeBron gets a poke away from Jokic. I was there a foul there? Let me know what you guys think. Oh, LeBron is hurt. Uh oh. Are you gonna call a timeout? It's it's four on five. Reeves just banked in a three. I'm gonna throw up. It's a two point game. They absolutely should have called timeout, as Jeff of Jeff Van Gundy says, and then they're rewarded with that gross bank shot. 
I'm going to be sick. <laughs> Yikes. And the foul is called. So, okay. Two point game. We need to see this LeBron replay. I think that was a foul based on the. Oh, he stepped on Anthony Davis's ankle. He stepped on his foot and rolled his ankle, I would say. Yep. Matt, don't feel good. How does that keep happening? Why is Anthony Davis a magnet for rolled ankles? Like, it's not even his own ankle anymore. He's just... That's crazy. And as Trevor points out, it has been it's an insane last couple of minutes here. Absolutely bonkers. Those ankle twisters do hurt, Justin. I just had one this afternoon at the at the uh, disc golf course after work today. Now, luckily, I'm a guy, as Justin Herbert knows, he, he and I graced many a basketball court with our mid-range jumpers and uh, soft-touch floaters back in the day. So Justin's seen me roll an ankle a time or two, and as AD gets this open three, great penetrating pass. AD can't hit it. That's a great look. Very simple offense. Oh, a little trap here. Mike Malone calls timeout. Smart. So yeah, what back to the ankle thing. I've I've hurt my ankles enough to the point where they just they just have a lot more give to them. And I wonder if that's what's going on with LeBron. That you, you step in a pothole and it's like, oh, I roll. It's it's like completely vertical. But uh, you know, nothing snapped. We're good. We'll get back out there. So some of these ankle injuries I see LeBron take. I cannot believe that he stays in the game afterwards because they just look so brutal. But I imagine it's something similar where it's like, dude, when you've rolled your ankles as many times as I have, man, you got a little more flexibility. Jamal Murray, he had that Dion Waiters mentality tonight. He said, I'd rather go 0 for 30 than 0 for 9 because that just means I lost confidence. He comes back, cannot miss in the fourth quarter. Trevor points out it would have been huge if AD had hit that three. Yes, that would have been a real pace changer because this has been a game of runs. I, I thought when we fired this stream up that, oh, man, I got here a few minutes too late. The game's already over. Little did I know. Here we are. And shout out. Hey, thank you to you guys in the chat, especially over here on YouTube and Facebook. You guys are pulling double duty, man, hanging out with me two times in a row you sure you sure are swell and i appreciate you very much except for nate over on facebook who says that i am the reason the lakers lose i made them lose i think james is the one to blame all right he's the captain of the nuggets bandwagon not me guys all right nate oh lebron gets the great defense he played the passing lane might have been fouled there. I don't know why he hesitated. Oh, LeBron had a fantastic look. Might have gotten fouled. Looked like he went up, I don't want to say timidly, but wow. How did first of all, what an amazing steal. Yeah, Jokic, Jokic is mm -mm. nope. Captain Schmeitz is here. There he is. So was that clean? I can't tell. I th I think I th we'll say it's clean for now. 
Choo choo. There we go. There we go. Yeah, he was quiet there. You know, our, our nugget, uh, our nugget captain was quiet there for a few minutes. Things got a little hot and bothered, but no, I, I know, I know our man is busy. He's pulling double duty right now. So we, we appreciate you, James. Uh, looks like they've got it in the bag now. I, amazing play by James. Really bozo, knuckleheaded, not great play from Jokic. You always have to come back to the ball. Most of us here in the chat, at least the ones that are commenting, I know played some football and some basketball, and that's the number one thing. You come back to the ball, baby. Oh, LeBron, with the unmatchable ability to go coast to coast in three seconds, or whatever that was, with one leg, by the way. How you let... There's a lot of bad defense being played. As Trevor would say, this is just sickening. You could say that for a lot of reasons, not the least of which being the complete. It's weird. It's not to say that there's a lack of defense because we've seen a couple of shots blocked, but there's not good fundamental defense being played. So, for instance, if James were here with a mic, he would be able to confirm what I'm about to say to you about in this situation, how do you let LeBron get behind you for a fade like that. That's the last thing you want. If you're let them inbound the ball, by God, that's fine. You want them to get the ball as far away from the rim as possible. So why are you over defending the inbound pass? You don't care if the ball gets inbounded to the Lakers. You don't care if LeBron catches it and has to dribble it up for five seconds. What you do care about is over committing to defend the inbound pass and letting a ball go over your head so that one of the best players in the world can have a layup within three seconds. I mean, this is jv basketball levels of how to play defense so i'm very surprised to see some of these mistakes man i just don't get it let's see james said going to pull it off but got dicey there <laughs> Nate, james what the heck jerry says i might need to skip my show tomorrow after the amount of money i lost tonight oh no oh no we don't have a NBA gambling show yet. Maybe we need to get one going so we can help our, our boys get some of their money back here. Although, to be honest, I don't bet a lot during the postseason. And, you know, some of you are experiencing why right now. It's it's so hard to tell, man. It it's It's really hard to gauge. I don't want any part of it. I'll bet on some regular season games. I bet I will soar in the finals. Oh, LeBron gets stripped by Brown. And as they say, that will do it. How fitting. Bruce Brown. The guy who was brought in for his defense, who had quite an offensive flurry tonight. He is the one that seals the game with his defense. What's LeBron waiting on here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got to wait for them to clear the clear the path. So there we go. There you have it, folks. We will stick around here for a few minutes, talk a little post-game as the players do their handshakes and all this. Let's see. Nate, what do we got here in the comments? Nate says, Trevor told me to bet the Lakers, and I lost money. <laughs> well, uh, luckily, uh, all of our shows are for entertainment purposes only and uh, you we can't be sued so there's that um but yeah don't 
Don't bet on these NBA playoff games, man. They are too wild. They are too unpredictable. Jokic, zero points in the fourth quarter. What? How? Was it all the Rui Hachimura experience, or was it just because Jamal was cooking? Because, honestly, it was just – I mean, Jamal had, what was that, 23 points in the fourth quarter, 24 points in the fourth quarter. I think it was just a Jamal game more than anything about Jokic. But we'll we'll have to go back and – and take a look. I'm looking at some of these highlights here. And it wasn't, you know, like the one they just showed, the pull-up over LeBron. He had Jokic. Jokic had position on Roy. That wasn't anything about defensive positioning. Jamal took the more difficult shot, and he just hit it. Sometimes when that dude's feeling it, that is that is the good shot, right? We've, we've had to learn. The, the Stephs and Clays and Dames of the world have had to teach those of us who were taught there are good shots and there are bad shots that, hey, sometimes you live with bad shots because these guys are good enough to make them. So let's see here. Lakers are running out of steam, unfortunately, says Nate. They made a good run. <laughs> Justin says, please do not try this at home. Yeah, the Lakers does look like they're running out of steam. We will see how this holds up because – I could see the Lakers winning both games on the road. Another thing to keep in mind here, guys, the Nuggets are the best home team, I believe, in all of basketball, certainly in the Western Conference. They had the best record in the West, which is saying something because the Warriors also there, – there are a couple of think, – I think the Nuggets and the Warriors are the only teams that ended the season with fewer than 10 losses at home. They were dominant at home. So – it should be expected that the Nuggets would win these first two at home. So I, Lakers fans, I wouldn't be panicked yet, but you're Lakers fans, and Twitter is probably actively on fire as I speak. So we, I'm, I'm sure they're overreacting, as, as sure as I am that the sun will rise tomorrow. But there's still hope. I, I wouldn't count these guys out yet, but James, James may have some gloating to do by the time we get around to next Thursday because it could be well in hand for the Nuggets We'll see. I don't believe we're there yet, but we shall see. Nate said they made a good run. Do not try this at home, says Justin. Winners win, as James points out. He would know. Well, I was gonna make it. I was gonna make a Titans Colts joke, but I got nothing. I I can't. It's like trying to shoot you with a water gun. Sorry, Nate. We lose together, brother. Says Trevor. Yep. See, that's it. Win or lose, we'll do it together. Murray went ham. Nate points out. Absolutely. I would love to know how uh how the post game is going over there on e oh it's espn so they probably don't have kenny and shack and chuck uh goofing up tonight so maybe it's not as entertaining as it could have been let's see trevor says lake show has won what 17 or 18 of last 29 at home there's a stat there for sure 100 percent. i don't know if that stat is accurate but yes uh both teams are playing well at home it's it's an old saying, maybe a bit cliche, maybe a bit untrue, but they used to say the series doesn't start until the home team loses a game. Now, in this case, if that's what happens, then the series would start at the same day that it would be officially over because people don't come back from three zero leads in the NBA. I don't think ever, maybe one time. Uh, I, I don't think they've ever done it. But so it's kind of a weird thing to say, you know, it's uh, that whole, the series doesn't start till someone loses at home thing. But if the Lakers go and win, 
two in a row. What's the narrative going to be going into game five? Oh, the Lakers are on a roll. They've won two in a row. The Nuggets are the Nuggets going to be okay. This is what happens within this world, this 24 hour news cycle. We just, we, we live and die by the moment. We overcorrect at every turn. So I, I'm not out on the Lakers by any means. I'm impressed by what the Nuggets did, especially today with Jamal Murray, what he did in the fourth quarter. It just proves what we've already known, but that we weren't able to see for the last two years, which is that he is that dude. The, the um, bubble was no fluke. Jamal Murray can do it. They have two stars on this team. So... 20, not 29, is what uh, Trevor was saying. Wow, that's uh, so that would be 17 or 18 out of their last 20. Himmel Murray. There we go. Michael Allen in the chat. What is up, sir? Welcome. You can also check Michael out along with John, who hung out with us on the earlier bounce stream on Necessary Roughness every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern right here at Bite Size Sports. Now let's see what Nate has to say. I know LeBron feels differently, but if the Lakers get swept, they should not feel upset about it. I, you know, of course LeBron will. These Remember, those last 23 regular season games of this season were the most important games of his career. Don't forget that. So, yeah, he's going to take this one really hard, I bet. It'll be interesting, though, because if the Lakers lose, if they win, we have the whole, my son's going into the draft next year. So I, I think it'll be very interesting to see what LeBron does, what the Lakers do in the offseason. I expect they're going to run it back at least one more time. And then, and only then, will LeBron leave once Bronny gets drafted somewhere. But yeah, they the window, the LeBron window clearly is closing. And I, I wonder how much... Uh, how much of a reaction they'll have to falling short. Will, will they just run it back because they say, hey, we tr we made all these trades at the deadline. Imagine what we can do with a full season. Is is that what they'll do? Lee Tiller says they should have kept Westbrook. Hey, that's an interesting take. I, I think we can all say that uh, Westbrook showed us that the tank was not empty at the very least, and that maybe there was a little bit of truth to the fact that he was not in a good environment. He, we, we certainly saw a better Russell Westbrook for the Clippers, did we not? I think we can all agree on that. But yeah, I, I something was clearly wrong when he was there. So this may have just been one where it was better for everybody to part ways. But yeah, I, I, I will agree that I think Westbrook showed that he wasn't uh, he, he wasn't as much of a problem as maybe he was made out to be. And and take this with a grain of salt because it came from Pat Bev, but he also said that the Lakers misused him. He was a fork and they tried to use him as a spoon. I don't know why my camera just got all out of focus, so apologies there. But thank you guys all for joining, hanging out with me. We got the draft lottery up there on my screen, on my headline. What are your thoughts there? Before we head them home, send them home because we've been – live streaming here for some time on Bite Size Sports. I am still down to hang out and talk with you guys for a little while. So let me know in the chat, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about how the Spurs somehow hit the draft lottery, pun intended, once again? Think about this. 1987, David Robinson, number one overall. 1997, Tim Duncan, number one overall. And now, 2023, it took some time for them to get back here. Doesn't it just seem that 
that they're just set up once again for another great pop run. I don't think pop's going to be retiring anytime soon. Let me know in the chat what you think. Is is pop going to uh, find his passion for the job uh, last a little bit longer? I've, it seems like for the last couple of years we've been here in you know, we might be towards the end here with Popovich, but I cannot imagine wanting to walk away from that job anytime soon. How bad do we feel for the poor Detroit Pistons who did all that losing only to get the fifth overall pick? I still think there's a bright future there. There's a lot of talent, a lot of young players. Hopefully everybody comes back healthy, but I think Detroit still has uh, plenty to be happy about, plenty to be excited about in that fan base. But man, that hit like a punch to the gut. I'm a Pacers fan. Listen, I have no vested interest in the Pistons being good, but I just felt for every fan that had to sit through that regular season, believing that, oh, we're, we're going to get a generational player. And then now who knows where you're sitting at five. And with, with Portland, at three, wanting to trade up or trade out. It's going to get even even worse, potentially, for the Pistons. So anyway, if there are any big draft lottery storylines you guys would like to talk about, or if there's anything in the world of NFL, MLB, NBA, any of it, all of it, let me know. Let's get some comments in here. Otherwise, no worries. We will call it a night here let's let's get about 10 minutes you know we'll we'll hang out like i said if the conversation keeps going i am happy to hang out with you guys for a little bit longer maybe at least until the midnight hour but um i want to say thank you again we've had a lot of people in the chat here even in just this short bonus stream you guys are fantastic you make this job so much fun uh make it a lot easier to do as well so i i really appreciate you we have one of the best chats in the game right now so please tell your friends if they want to come join these conversations we'd love to have them and also join our discord we'd love to have you there it's much like one of these streams except you just get to hang out with us all day come check in look at some funny memes talk trash about that division rival you can't stand and then get back to work you know whatever it is that you do to get through the day. Michael Porter Jr. is being interviewed over at the Worldwide Leader in Sports, where I am actually going to go ahead and end my watch party over on Playback TV. Don't go anywhere, YouTube fans. We are not done yet, but we're going to go ahead and power things down over at Playback TV slash Bite Sports so I can give you my sole attention. What have we got going on? Justin Herbert, yes, good night, brother. He says, have a good one, and the Chiefs will get dethroned this year. Well, there we go. Let me know in the chat who are your Super Bowl favorites. It's tough to not just run back the last year's Super Bowl matchup, kind of, if I'm being honest. It's kind of, kind of hard not just to say, oh, yeah, it's probably Eagles-Chiefs, right? You know, I definitely – Gonna have a hard time not thinking the Eagles are coming out of the NFC. But Justin, of course, says bolt up. Hey, I think we're gonna see improvement from them. I don't, I don't, I can't say too much because Trevor, I believe, is also in the chat, and uh, we have multiple Chiefs fans. It, the AFC West c- can cause some some HR issues here at Bite Size Sports because we have two Chiefs fans 
we've got a we've got an original member who's a Raiders fan who hasn't been around as much lately, but he, he's going to be coming back just in time for football season, just in time to you know give me an ulcer. As we've got also a Chargers fan here, one of our one of our best supporters is a Chargers fan. So the AFC West, it's it's give me a little nervous, you know. Between that and the NFC North, you know, which by the way, if you're a Lions fan or a Broncos fan, we need you, all right? We've got, like, our infinity gauntlet is missing your stone, all right? So come on, hit us up, hang out, twitter.com slash sports. You might be our 200th follower, all right? Somehow, I don't know. I don't know how we managed to do it. We, we can collect YouTube subscribers faster than Twitter followers. So help us out. And maybe, you know, if you know something about Twitter, send me a DM. Maybe, maybe I can hire you to run our social medias. <laughs> Michael says NFC North and AFC West LMAO. Yes, that's yep, exactly. We've got that. Now, luckily, you know, it's just a two-man table for the AFC South. So James and I don't have to share any of our takes there. <laughs> Trevor says we don't need any Broncos fans. <laughs> Let's start with the NFC North then. Uh, let's go for a Lions fan. I think we'd like that. Appreciate that, Trevor. Smash that like button. Yes, maybe put the old uh subscribe button in a headlock if you would and then give that notification bell a little noogie until it has sitting on all because you know you want to be notified 30 minutes before your favorite sports content creators go live i know i would i don't know you guys might not but and that's okay but i certainly would like to know if if my favorite content creators are going live in 30 minutes and all i had to do was open up an app and, and just hop in here and start talking shit about the Chiefs. I mean, oh, whoops. I didn't mean to say uh, the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, there we go. The Broncos. Yeah, that's, that's what we talk about. Anyway, Michael knows things about old Twitter, but new Twitter is a wasteland. Although, you know what? I didn't expect to be talking about just random popular culture things today, but I will throw out there that I saw a tweet from the Chief Twit himself saying that uh, my little blue check mark now affords me up to two hour uploads, which means. I mean, that's that's like half an episode of one of our podcasts I could upload, you know, boom, right there. Put it on Twitter. I don't think I would do that. I don't think it's good for our brand to just to be to just put these full videos on Twitter. We won't we won't talk too much about the, the that part of it. The shop. I, that'll get boring. But what do you guys think about being able to watch a full movie on Twitter? I can I can see it now. The shit posting accounts are just going to be like, fuck it. Here's Shrek 2, you know, and I'll just be able to sit there and watch entire movies on Twitter. So that for that part. I guess I will enjoy it, but do you think that added any value to that platform? I'm not certain it did, but anyway, welcome to the Twitter files on Bite Size Sports. I'm just kidding. All right, any, any MLB action? Anybody got anything going on? I know we've had some fantasy drafts coming up. We've had some dynasty drafts on this channel. Go check out ADP's rookie three-round fantasy draft from last night. I was in it. I screwed it up royally. Just so, just so we're clear, um, <laughs> that's the exact scenario has already happened. <laughs> Who is winning the PGA Championship? That's a good one. I, so I, I'm, I'm gonna out myself a little bit here, guys. I'm not much of a golf guy presently, so I don't have a take here. I do not know who's gonna win. You need to help me out in the chat right now. Let me know who's winning. Yeah, D West, we are back, sir. I just finished watching the Lakers Nuggets game. Just wanted to hop in on playback TV, catch the end of the game with the folks because we were having such a fun time 
talking about it on the bounce. We figured we'd finish up here. And now that the game is over, you know, I just it doesn't feel right to only stream for a half an hour. So I just I gotta hang out. I gotta talk with you with you guys. I'll be honest, there is zero agenda here. So apologies that I keep asking you for comments, but this is a completely bonus stream. I was not planning on doing this, but I'm so happy. Uh, that you guys are here to hang out with me. So give it. It's full full go. You might ask a question I have no ability to answer, but uh, I won't hold back. So let me let her rip. Let's see what's going on in the comments. And if you guys could, please let me know who's winning the PGA Championship. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to take a stab. I'm going to have to pull up FanDuel over here on my phone and, and just see who's got the best odds. Here we go. D West. David Westergreen, not, not going to let us down here. He's guessing Rom or McElroy. For the PGA, maybe Brooks. What do you think, Trev? You posed the question. Justin has a very <laughs> see, Justin has a kind of take I would have given right there. Tiger Woods. No, I think I, I know. So for instance, I knew I knew two of those. I don't think I know Rom, but I know McElroy, and I'm assuming that's Brooks Kepka. Uh, so I know like a little bit. My dad's a big golf guy. I'm not, I'm, I'm a disc golf guy. I think I can name more disc golfers than regular golfers like Ricky Wysocki. And now I can't think of, oh, Paul Macbeth. There we go. There we go. Michael, I like Michael's hot take. The best golfer will win. Ah, not so fast, my friend. Uh, it is Kepka. There we go. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> I got that gator that got your hand, Tubbs, or whatever. Yes. Oh, from Augusta. Okay, there we go. Nice. So we've got we've got our golf expert here to help us out, or at least someone who has uh, been around it, I'm sure. So I am a bit jealous. I, I wonder if uh, if D West has. I assume if you're from Augusta. Now this might not be a correct assumption for one to make because maybe it's one of those things where it's kind of touristy and you're like, yeah, I don't want to go there. There's way too many assholes from out of town, but I'm, I'm assuming you've probably been there. So let me know what it was like um, in the, uh, if you've been there recently or anything like that. Oh, he worked there for a summer. So yeah, it probably definitely has that asshole tourist vibe for you when you think about it. That's So we have, what is it? The Memorial here, right? In Columbus that, um, so I, I worked it once. I think I worked at a, at a beer tent or something there at one point in time, about a decade ago. Uh, I very rarely have gone to it though, because although it's a very cool event, same thing with the Arnold, the Arnold is here all the time, but it just gets, it gets so chaotic. And when you're here year round, it kind of the, the last place you want to be is downtown when there's a bunch of shitheads that are from here trying to navigate especially in columbus is one-way traffic everything's everything's this big grid it just gets very irritating so i could also see you being like oh yeah i'd never go there outside of when i had to work it but he says it was super cool uh you can't see it from town it's behind bushes they gotta <laughs> got some privacy bushes for the golf course they don't they don't it they can't let you see it for free all right that's not good for business uh shitheads in columbus well i never yeah 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 they're not all as cool as me no uh <laughs> sorry uh no most of them are shitheads like me but uh trevor said rom had a bad opening round i love rory but my money would be on scotty scheffler if that ain't a good name i love a good sports name first of all alliterations great for sports names i like it 
So there we go. We've got some some PGA championship talk going in the chat right now. Let us know what else you've got. I need to you know what I don't have any updates on is whatever happened in the world of baseball today. D West agrees with you, Trevor, that Scheffler is a good pick. Any any daily stuff. So you know what? We lost some money on the Lakers game, Lakers Nuggets game tonight. So maybe I'm just gonna pull up. Uh I I won't have it. I might not have it with me on screen here. I could just pull up DraftKings or FanDuel and we can we can set up a parlay for tomorrow if you guys want. Ooh, okay. Michael is cooking on 2K. So he is just halfway here. Well, I appreciate that. Hey, again, as I said in previous streams, I love a lurker because that's how I am on Discord. Now in the bite-sized Discord, I'll interact because I, I think I know every single person in it. But once you start to have some stranger danger in there. I am very much a lurker. I'll just go in and, and leave reacts on your messages so that you will know that I saw it and I thought that that was pretty cool, man. But I am, for a guy who just spends his whole day not shutting up, I for some reason I'm awkward when it comes to text threads. So don't worry about it. I appreciate you. Hopefully you are cooking something up for uh, Anthony Richardson up on you. I don't know what, I'm assuming, you know, most people see this comment and they think, oh, Michael's Michael's cooking up some, hibachi on the 2k 2-3 but no i believe what he's doing is is cooking some nfl 2k5 some some souped up modded some injected with nitrous oxide 2k5 football is what i believe is going on oh and we're about to open up our nl central rivalry i took a chance i took a chance mentioning baseball let's look at this before i talk baseball i want to look at trevor says something here I volunteered for the PGA Championship in 2018 in St. Louis. It was badass. Free to attend the entire tournament. It was one of Tiger's first tournaments that he was pushing for the win. That is a very cool situation. Um, that, if you get opportunities to volunteer at events like that and you have the weekend free, I would highly suggest that you do it. It doesn't even have to be a sporting event. I volunteered at some other things like the local italian festival here that you know usually you get a free ticket to whatever it is that you're working at you work for a couple hours maybe you get a beer or two out of it. it's usually a good time so that's that's great to hear oh yeah no way so we've got someone in the chat sorry we're gonna have to block that one uh let's see here David says Cardinals won huge and are about to pass the Cubs for fourth in the NL Central. Ah, remember there, uh, David, for a minute, we thought we had a team, huh? I went from this team is awful going into the season. Like, I have no expectations for this team. It's fine. I couldn't care about the Cubs this year because I'm more interested in the prospects. And then then they started to win a couple games maybe early on. I, it wasn't even a lot. It was just that they were a couple of games over 500. And then I was like, oh, all right, cool. This team will be decent. They'll, they'll just, they'll be worth watching. They'll be respectable. But no, as David points out, yeah, it ain't, it ain't good. They are they are playing like ass, and and Trevor, uh, cars have won eight of their last ten. Ah, oh, exactly. See, that's what they real. Yes, we were fine. I just wanted to be left alone, and then they brought they brought you in to be like, you know what? We might be good. We might actually be worth paying attention to. And then it's like, no, no, I should have just left you alone. Should have just waited till next year. <laughs> and now, of course, you know the Cardinals are 
winning some games. And Trevor points out, you know, August, September is all that matters. Very true. Unfortunately, uh, too many Cub teams in recent memory come to mind when I think about August and uh, just the back end of the season not going the way that it should. So, of course, it's way too early for anyone to get comfortable. But Justin says the Padres are playing like dog shit as well. High expectations, though. Yeah. Yeah, that at one point that was a team that you know felt like like these guys are doing that video game thing, you know, where you turn you turn trade logic off and you just build a super team and then play on. You know, th- stuff we did back in the day when you really just wanted to pound the computer into submission. You know, maybe you had a hard day, so you just wanted to run up a fifteen run fifteen nothing win on somebody. For a minute, it felt like, especially to a, a more of a casual baseball fan you know i've said this story before the cubs won a world series in 2016 and i i checked out a little bit just in the thought of like that that was the pinnacle for all of sports for me so i knew i I knew that it was never going to get that good again and so baseball you know we started to do this thing bite size sports i'm a i'm a big basketball guy that's been my area of expertise then i got some jobs writing about basketball writing about football baseball just kind of fell out for for no real reason uh, it wasn't on purpose, but yeah. Uh, so I, I will very much admit that I'm a casual when it comes to baseball. He can't be, he can't be everywhere at once, but so I thought that Padres, I thought that I was like, wow, man, they are getting some names and it just has not, has not panned out so far. Huh? Dave says, I'm shocked. They're not playing well. Uh, you'd really think they'd start clicking. So I, you know, I'm glad I'm, I'm not, I'm not the only one that would, that, that expected more. Uh, let's see what else he got to say here. Every team has 60 and win 60 and loses 60. So you still have got, you still have got to have a good record for the other 42. That's a good way of, you know, that's interesting. I, I'm sure I'm, I'm not, I'm sure that it might not be new. I mean, I don't want to discredit uh, D West on there. Cause it, it was, I like it. It's it, clearly it's had an impact on me. I don't think that I've ever heard that. It's smart. Yeah. You, you can pretty much account for that. Right. So um, once you hit one of those numbers, you better, uh, you better hope you get the 60 wins first. Otherwise you really got to tighten things up. Let's see. Yeah. So he says, Justin here says, he says they will soon. Yeah. I think, I think that they uh, fingers crossed for you, brother. We need we need you we need you to get some good luck here. All right, you've had you've had a run of bad luck. It's been close, but no cigar for our dear friend Justin Herbert. Uh, with the uh, well, listen, I I won't run through it. All right, so we won't we won't we won't drag it out of him. But you know, from college hoops to the NBA, you know, let's get let, let's get a little love here for our boy Justin Herbert. He needs he needs some dubs out here in these streets. Any hockey fans? I'm not sure. I think we had a couple in the stream earlier when we were talking NBA. Again, that's another one you would have to uh, kind of keep me in the loop. I have not watched any of the playoffs, but if you guys are out there wanting to talk about it, feel free. Otherwise, we're just going to keep on chatting MLB. D West is just feels like the Cubs have given away so many winnable games. Yes, uh, including yeah. What was it? I don't. Uh, was it five runs? What was the yeah? Yeah, bullpen. Stop me if you've heard this one before, but uh, I hate the Cubs bullpen. Let's go. Uh, so many winnable games. Hope the Pats start winning soon and take the Dodgers down a notch. Yes. And number one pick for the Hawks. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. Well, real quick before I get into that. Thank you, Trevor. Appreciate it. 
yes, appreciate you. Yeah, I need to like the people on people need to like the video on YouTube. Have a great night. Appreciate that. There we go. Okay, since Justin said it, I can say it. LOL Aztec Sixers Chargers break my heart every year and the Padres as well. Yes, it's uh it's tough, man. It's been tough out here. Coyotes are gonna be the Milwaukee Muskies. <laughs> oh yes is that i didn't what's a muskie am I, I enlighten me here okay every day is a school day and apparently i have a lesson to learn because i don't i don't know what milwaukee muskies it sounds like a see i hear musky and my brain equates it to musty so i'm just like why would milwaukee name themselves after that smell in the library's basement you know what what is that I see. I'm. I'm probably. I hope. I'm not meaning to insult. By the way, okay. Big ass predator fish. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> there we go. See, I'm the idiot. I knew I would be the idiot, but I feel. I felt like I. Could, you guys could just laugh at my expense because uh, that's that's great. Um, I hope. I hope you. Uh, I hope you get your Milwaukee team. It's you know. You can have the Blue Jackets, too, if, if you want. I mean, there might be some people here that uh, don't like that, but yikes. What's what's worse, guys, having a bad sports franchise in your town or just not having that sport in your town? What would you take? Would you rather just not have the ability to go see those games, or would you rather the games always be bad and never really worth your time? Yeah, let's see. Uh, David says, our announcer in Oscar is a Wisconsinite, and we've made jokes about him loving the muskies. Yes, let's go. <laughs> I love it, dude. I tell you, I might go change the name of my fantasy baseball team here tonight to be the muskies. I don't know. We'll see. We might, might mix things up here a little bit. All right. So good night there from Justin Herbert. I appreciate you, sir. I uh, I thank you for tuning in both streams, man. Thank you very much for stopping by uh, and not having sports in town, he says, is worse. So I appreciate the answer, too, on the way out. Thank you again so much. Uh, appreciate you, Justin. As always, frequent chatter. Fan, if there's a fan of the employee of the month version, but for a for a listener, for a viewer, Justin is absolutely right there in the thick of it. A finalist for our viewer, viewer of the month. Michael says, I don't know about hockey, but it'd be sick. Yeah. Or I don't care about hockey, but it'd be sick. Yeah. Okay. So that I think is another point to the other question where it's, that's a point too. I'd just rather have the team, you know, just having the team is, is cool. We'd, we'd rather have a bad pro team in our town than no pro team at all. I think that's where I land with it too, right now. Uh <laughs> David calls me out on it. Bro, we're Cubs fans. It's always better to have the bad than nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, I'm not going to let you get away with that. You are. I know what your answer already is. Uh, yes, of course. I think it's it's better better to have that than nothing. Um, it's, it's a great experience to be able to go check out live sports. I mean, I would love for Columbus to have a, a pro baseball team. I go catch a lot of Columbus Clippers games just because there's something about being at a stadium there's something about you know the socially acceptable day drinking of it all as well you know you get to go hang out it's like having a party out there you get to watch the game relax maybe have a hot dog i don't i don't think much beats 
the baseball uh, live experience, but I would love to know what you guys think. What's what's your favorite? If you could, if you had to choose, you know, what are you going to attend? Is it baseball? Is it hockey? Is it football? Is it a basketball game? Now, if there are different factors that might decide that for you, I think the other day on a different program, I had someone ask me, would I rather go to the Super Bowl or watch my favorite team, or, or would, I, would I rather watch my favorite team in the Super Bowl or just see any game seven of the NBA finals. And for me, it was uh, any game seven of the NBA finals, as much as I'm a Colts fan, just the idea of being at being at an NBA game so much better. That's what I'd rather do. So those were my thoughts on it. Uh, yes, absolutely. David, I'm down. We got to go to a Cubs game sometime. Absolutely. Count me in. We'll get, we'll get Nate dog to go with us. That'll be great. Uh, I feel like this might be I feel like this might be a setup. I've had some weird comments come in here, but uh do I like rock? Uh yes, yes, I do. I, I do like some rock music. And uh sometimes I like rocks and pebbles that I find by creeks. Uh they're especially the ones that you can skip across the water. I really enjoy those. Those are fun. Uh let's see. Davis says I'm attending a Clemson game first. Cubs game at Wrigley second. There we go. Okay, yep. For me, I think Wrigley, yeah, Wrigley is my top experience personally. I would put a Notre Dame game up there as well. Um, and then it's kind of a tie between Colts and Pacers. It's, it's, I don't know, I've been to a lot of them. I don't, I don't know. There's something about being outside for a game at Wrigley that gives me the W. Maybe if the Colts played outdoor, it might have a different vibe you know like i grew up uh so my dad and brother are bears fans so i've been to a few games at soldier field out in the snow even though it's awful in it there's something about it that is also fantastic and somehow better than being warm and inside on a game in december i don't know it's something just more football about being out in the elements i, I think a lot of people agree with that but uh i I thought it was weird. You know, it's weird thinking back on like, you know what? The most fun I ever had was at that nine degree bears game where I couldn't see anything outside of the foggy breath in my own face. Uh, Michael says football is awesome, but baseball is a much more peaceful experience. Uh, yes. And that's the thing. Yeah. Baseball feels like you're at a cookout at a friend's house, but there's just the game is on in the background. And every once in a while, everyone around you will look up and you'll have to make sure you don't get smacked in the head with a baseball, you know, but other than that, it's just kind of like hanging out on the patio with some friends. And that is why I like it. But uh, David points out that college football is something else entirely. And that's a hundred percent correct. I would say he said he was at the 25, 2015 Notre Dame versus Columbus hurricane game, 105 decibels for three hours straight. And that, that is wild. And the only thing, thing the only place that i've gotten close to the college football experience in professional sports is actually right there behind me the columbus crew uh, a lot of and I, I don't know about other mls teams because I, I haven't gone to many away games i've really only gone to columbus crew home games but they have a section called the nordeck it's the it's the fan section it reminds you reminded me of a student section at a college game where there, there are people with drums, there are people with megaphones, people with flags. They hand out pamphlets that have the chants on them in case you don't know the words. 
to the songs and they're singing. Everybody stands. Uh, and so it's just rowdy for the entire time of the game. And it, so it's atmospheres like that that are also very cool. Uh, it doesn't touch college football. I will I will be clear about that. It's There's something about, especially when you're in college, uh, not that it, it's uh, somehow less than now, but when you're when you're at that college and you're tailgating, you're getting hammered and in that environment and you're, you're rowdy and you're really, really rooting for that team. I don't think there's much more energy that a sporting uh, situation can provide than that. It's one of the most energetic, just excitement, but you're exhausted when you're done, right? Meanwhile, baseball game, you can kick back, drink four beers with the buddies and accidentally get sunburnt and still be pretty dehydrated at the end of the day, even though you didn't move. But let's see uh, what else we got here. You can't beat Lambeau Field in December. That's Michael. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. It's if those football experiences are great, you know, I might not might not sign up for that every single Sunday, but every once in a while, it's certainly an experience. Um, that was the best game I've ever been to, bar none. Yeah, 2015. Uh, yeah, that that is insane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would say it probably tops anything. Oh, we know what we were talking about this. Um, I was talking about this pre-show. I think it was or maybe. Uh, I, I, forgive me if we did talk about this on this podcast, but I think I was talking about this in a live conversation earlier, not on a show. We we're talking about the coolest moments we ever experienced so i for the longest time one of my coolest sports moments that i that i ever got to witness was during the uh i can't remember the year but it was the it was the summer sosa mcguire bonds uh everybody's chasing the home run record and i got to see barry bonds hit two home runs in that um I was, it was somewhere in the sixties. I can't remember the exact numbers. Um, I, I I've got them somewhere. I've got this stuff somewhere in a scrapbook, but for the longest time, my biggest sports moment was, yeah, dude, I got to see Barry Bonds hit two home runs in the season that he broke the record. It wasn't even that I got to see him break the record. Right. It was like, Oh, that was pretty cool. And then like 10 years ago, 13 years ago at this point i went to a tigers indians game some of you will remember this it's a very infamous game it's uh armando i think galarraga the detroit lions pitcher if you guys remember this had a 26 out perfect game ruined for him by a bad call at first the umpire called the runner safe. He, in my humble opinion, was clearly out. And then Galarag got the next guy out. So, in my opinion, I had live seats to the only 28-out perfect game in the history of baseball. Of course, that's not what really happened. But that, to this day, has still been the biggest sports moment that I've been a part of personally, that I got to see live. And crazy enough, about a year later, I got to see that same guy pitch for the Toledo Mud Hens. It's just crazy the way sports are. You can be on top of the world one day, and uh, then it just doesn't work out for you. So what did you guys have in in yours? Let's see, I'm going to hit up the comments real quick, but let me know what you guys, if you guys have experienced anything cool. What's your coolest sports moment? Um, Y'all ever get <laughs> the goalie to kick the ball at you? <laughs> 
that is cool no i did not get that but what we do what's cool is I, we've gotten a couple selfies you know players will come up afterwards after the game uh, this is at crew games by the way uh they come up and you know they'll 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 get up into the front row and a bunch of people come down so i've i've been in some selfies with some players i have yet to catch a uh, yet to catch a soccer ball but that's pretty cool um yeah, the the bonds. Yeah, I think it might have been might have been oh one. Um, and yes, the imperfect game. That's the good name for it. Yep, I was there. Still have my ticket stub somewhere. Uh, that's that's something that uh, it was. I got so lucky to be there. Someone who had season tickets, their season ticket neighbor or whatever, wasn't going to be there that day. I rode up with my buddy and his dad, and it's still still to this day, every once in a while, I'll get a text from that guy just being like, "Hey, my dad was." talking about the imperfect game the other day remember when we saw that and i was like dude i promise you i'm never going to forget being there when we from the right field line from the right right field foul line we're sitting there and i could see that he was out and i'm not a tigers fan although i think at that point to be honest when you're that close to a perfect game i think everybody in the building was rooting for that to happen because selfishly you're just like yeah i want to be here for history but in a weird way what we saw was more historic because it's even more rare to see something get botched that badly on the final out. Michael says seeing the third highest scoring game in NBA history was awesome. Kings Clippers. That is a pretty good one. I have not, I have not had a chance to bear witness to any great basket basketball games in the NBA. I, the greatest basketball game I've ever seen was a, indiana state high school basketball championship it was i don't remember what division but my uh my father's alma mater was playing in the state championship they were the little small school that wasn't really supposed to be there and they were playing against the zeller brothers you guys you guys might have heard of them at least one of them still in the nba and it was crazy because this this little upstart small town team it was like a Hoosiers moment. You know, they had this freshman who was really good who came in. He hit a layup with a few seconds left, and everybody's like, oh, my God, they're going to win. Like, these, this other this Zeller kid's going to Notre Dame, or one was going to North Carolina. I can't remember where everybody was going. Indiana and, North, and UNC, I think. Um, anyway, and, and so they think they're about to win, and then it gets inbounded. I can't remember if it was Cody Zeller. I can't remember which Zeller it was, but he catches it Christian Leitner style. At about half court, does the one dribble, half shoulder, turnaround fadeaway, drains a half court fadeaway three-pointer to win the state championship. That was crazy, even though the team I was rooting for lost. But let's get to someone else's. What's David West? Cool D West's coolest sports moment is seeing two NASCAR drivers only career wins, I think. Several cool Clemson games but not either a championship. That's pretty cool too, especially in the individual sports like NASCAR or if you went to like a PGA event and got to see somebody get their first win. Uh, it's not not something that can be relatable to fans that are only fans of, of sports, team sports. But um, yeah, that would be pretty cool too, especially if it's a driver that you like. I mean, I'm still, I'm still cutting my teeth when it comes to my racing knowledge. So, you know, I get hyped. When I see uh, a guy that, you know, like a Parker Kling Klingerman, or is it Klingerman? I can never pronounce it right. I just know that the first ever road course race that I went to with Nate, that that was the guy that he picked to win. And I had seen his name on NASCAR Heat a few times. And so, you know, you just, you see, it's cool with, 
with racing, you can see guys at a smaller level and then you see them, you know, later on in life, they've become a pro stuff like that. And you're like, Oh, Hey, I can root for that guy. It's interesting. I've always had a hard time picking favorites in individual sports. Like I never would have just one person that I'd root for. So yeah, I think you, you get to celebrate stuff like that. Seeing someone's first win, always a cool experience. I need to go see more races as well. I'll be going to mid Ohio again, but I, I want to, it's, it's been a long time. I think, you know, I was not financially responsible for myself. The last time I went to a race at an oval or any kind of, uh, traditional NASCAR race or anything like that. So I would, I would love to spend some time this year doing one of those. And I'm sure, I'm sure Nate, our boy here at Bite Size Sports, will be the perfect guy to take me along. Let's see, Davis, is they're running North Wilkesboro this weekend for the All Star Race for the first time since 1996. That's pretty crazy. Ah, it's all. It how complicated would it be, uh, David, to explain how the All Star Race works to me? Because I don't think I've watched it in a while. I, like I'm assuming I've seen one before. I don't, I, unless it's incredibly new, it doesn't sound like it's too new, but, um, I, I assume it's just like a regular old race, right? But it's, is it, is it a limited field, the field smaller? Um, do they run it, uh, do they run it in halves or anything like that? I'd be very interested to know more. Of course I can look it up. I will look it up later, but if, if you guys, uh, if you're, if you're around, you want to let me know how that works. Let's see the one Mike says the one that meant the most was watching one of my childhood best friends break our state's shot put record. Yeah. See, that's pretty cool too. You get to see, uh, yeah, it's always, it, it's always better when you have a rooting interest, you know, it gets tough. You know, I, I do uh fight commentary now, so it's very difficult. Well, I shouldn't say very difficult. It's not, it's the job. So it's, it's not really that hard, but um, I, I become friends with some of these people because uh, behind the scenes, you know, they're fighting, uh, they're fighting for the fight company or the, the promotion, the fight team that I do business with. So, or they're from my hometown. So I see them more. They're on my fight cards more often, uh, especially the ones that win more frequently, because then I get to do post-game interviews with them. And it gets hard to not have a rooting interest. Things just, they're more enjoyable when you have a rooting interest, ask the ref from the heat Celtics game one, he probably really enjoyed things until Jimmy Butler made that layup. I am never going to forget that. That was the funniest moment of all. Uh, cameras are always on you now. You can't, you can't be doing that, but I tell you what, I was shocked as a former referee. I'm sorry. I know y'all have heard me say this a lot today, but to be so overt with your rooting interest that when a player on the other team makes a layup, you're like, Oh, Dude, if you care that much about who wins this game, you should not be officiating this game. That's just not how that's supposed to work, okay? You ha this is the NBA. You guys don't have enough money to, to pay a different official to be here than the than the guy who we – it's known, it's public knowledge that his whole family are Celtics fans. Like, why, why are we letting him call these games? It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, let's see the, they, uh, this goes back to the all-star race. They, they only take the race winners from last calendar year and they, oh, and the re and they let the rest race a heat to make it. That's pretty cool. That is a cool way to thin out a all-star, uh, roster. But now back to 
an all-star race. Back to this whole thing because Dave says, hold up, what happened? <laughs> and Michael says, that was hilarious. Okay, bear with me, guys. This is where, all right, it's a nighttime stream. We're a little, we're a little less structured, but I can find this on Twitter. So give me a minute. I can pull this up for you. Uh, let me see. Uh, I, I can't really describe it without, I just have to show it to you. Here we go. I got it pulled up and now I just got it. <laughs> you guys wait for this. If you haven't seen this, this is hilarious. Uh, with the quote that says, uh, what did it say? Why, why is this ref blatantly rooting for the Celtics? Okay. So you ready for this? Here we go. We're going to play it. It doesn't matter what Jimmy's saying. I'll go full screen after this. Come on, Mouse. What are you doing to me? Bah, ah, he dies. I just died in your arms. Wow. What is that? What do you guys think? Is that sus? I think that's not good from your officials. All right. It wasn't a huge, wasn't a huge thing. Very easy to miss. But I mean, come on. If you care that much about Jimmy Butler hitting that layup, you either got some money riding on it or you have a rooting interest and you probably shouldn't be on the officiating crew. And that's okay. It might, may, might mean you miss some higher paying jobs if the team that you root for makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, that's just too fucking bad, man. So sorry. I keep forgetting that my company did not sign a contract with ESPN and that I can say fuck however many fucking times I want, especially at this hour. Because uh, nobody else in the company's watching, so I can't get in any trouble. Um, so forgive me for for some reason censoring myself tonight. I've just been streaming too long, apparently. Uh, and <laughs> David said, "My thoughts exactly here. What in the hell? NBA refs are so suspicious. Yes, after Donaghy, especially. That's what I'm saying. You can't. I, they know. They have to know what the op optics are. Like they know. They know how this looks. Did you see the meme today? Um, <laughs> Oops, sorry, I got to turn the language down. Did you guys see the meme that was made about the script being leaked? Maybe I can pull that one up because I, I honestly, I hope this is the script. It looked like a very obvious, uh, very obvious Photoshop to me, but let's see what you guys think uh, now that I've poisoned the well and, and told you what you should be seeing. Here we go. <laughs> From NBA Communications, the Battle of the 18th, final air date, July 18th, 2023. The Los Angeles Lakers to defeat the Denver Nuggets in game six. That would mean they'd be winning four in a row, so keep an eye on that. The Celtics to defeat Miami in game seven. Okay. I mean, the dates, I think, are already wrong here, so that's one thing. But that could just be to throw us off the scent, you know? NBA Finals, Los Angeles Lakers to defeat Boston in Game 7. LeBron James to score 53 points. Of course, if there was a script to the NBA, I find it 
very believable that LeBron would want to make sure that he breaks Justin or Justin, Justin Tatum. He breaks Jason Tatum's newly set game seven record. So I would believe that if scripting were a thing, I would believe that LeBron would, you know, if it's like wrestling, he'd pull the Hulk Hogan with his creative control and be like, hang on, man, I'm LeBron. I'm setting that record as I break or set the new NBA franchise record for championships. So, yeah, I mean, when you look at, I mean, you just look at this document for a few seconds and it's pretty obvious that it's Photoshopped. I mean, the crinkled, rolled up papers. I, I feel like this was made to be obvious. So I hope, uh, maybe I'm mansplaining this to people who already know it's a Photoshop. But just in case there are those of you out there who for some reason think that this is probably the the truth, I mean, I, I I will press X to doubt, but <laughs> that would be the obvious script if they could have done that. Yeah, exactly. It's just like this, uh, this would be too obvious. Um, now, uh, I am rooting, of course, for Celtics versus Lakers for the battle of 18, just because I'm a NBA historian and I would, I would love to see it, but uh, I, this would be. I mean, it would be a decent script, it seems, but no, that would be too obvious. I think people would finally, finally turn their TV sets off if they, if especially now that this ridiculous tweet has come out. If this is what we see, it'll be game over, man. Game over. David says he wants Jokic to win a ring as a casual viewer. I, that's my number two. Honestly, that's what I wanted up until the Lakers and the Celtics continued to advance. And then I, once it became a reality that we could have the two teams that are tied with 17 NBA championships playing each other to decide who gets the 18th, like that's just too good for my uh, story loving brain to pass up on. But before that I was a hundred percent on board because with Jokic uh, being as great as he is. And with Murray who went off tonight, being as good as he has been for a long time, but then dealing with those injuries that it, it felt like for a couple of years there that maybe he might not ever be the same just because he couldn't get back on the court and stay healthy. So of course I would love to see those guys win it. And if, if it ends up, so if it's nuggets versus anyone, give me the nuggets to win it all. I will be actively rooting. Although as James has made a point, I will be, uh, probably at the at the back towards the back of the bandwagon i won't have i won't have first class seats by any means but i also would jump on the Jokic train at that point but um yeah knowing my luck we're gonna get denver miami which i don't think would be good for the nba i think it would be a very good series it'd be great basketball would be played but i i don't know how many casual viewers are going to stick around to watch the nuggets take on the heat as opposed to Lakers Celtics, but I think this will wrap it up for us folks. I'll hang out for a couple minutes here. If you got any last questions to come in, I appreciate you all so much for hanging out. David, Michael, especially you guys have been here until the end. Much appreciated. Shout out to Justin as well. Trevor. Uh, let's see. Quinn um the other who is the other person Sadie Sadie who has been blocked we'll probably never see her again but thanks for stopping by good luck next time with your bait comments uh let's see Justin Herbert Trevor James you guys are so awesome I mean 
I, my God, this was a bonus stream. I didn't expect there to be anybody here. And I, I can't scroll through all the comments to make sure that I've said hi to everyone. So I really appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out. I will bid you adieu. Come back tomorrow if you need some fantasy advice from Trevor. He'll be doing the Rumbles of Red. I believe it's best ball. It's going to be on uh, Underdog. If you do not have Underdog, go ahead and use code Bite Sports when you create your account. You'll get up to $100 off your first deposit. So anyway, I'm done. I'm done pitching to you. I thank you all so much. We'll see you later. Thank you again. Take care of yourself, all right? Be careful out there.